Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Oh man! <laughs> Welcome to Jobber Talk! My name is Martin! And yes, this is the same day recording of my review for PWR Live Traffic. Oh, I'm sorry. PWR Live Traffic. It was held in Mandaluyong City at 500 Shaw. And yeah, um, if you notice why I'm still a bit uh, tired sounding i just came from the event like a couple of hours ago and yes i am recording it right now because there is so much to unpack right now even if it's just me so hopefully after i record this i'll listen back to this and write it on my personal blog yes you heard me personal blog because i was watching pwr live traffic as an audience member um Long story short, I thought I was not gonna make it because of a job thing at Pasay. And then they texted me, um, morning, last minute cancellation, then some family stuff. And then I went to the venue. Okay, enough of my personal life aside. But yeah, um, this is my first, um, show in 2018 watching PWR live as an audience member. The last time I did that was in APCC 2017. And it was a very refreshing perspective of me just watching, not worrying about a deadline or a... Oh my god, uh, is is the photographer gonna take shots or whatnot, where, and how, just straight up watching it and just taking down personal notes. And here's my personal notes. Sadly, I did not make it to the very first pre-show match, because I kind of had to check out something in SNR, but I heard it was... Brad Cruz taking on a leaner and meaner Capitan PWR. Now, I do not know who this new Capitan PWR is, but he seems a bit, a bit, uh, right. And the finish was some kind of weird pinning predicament, I heard? It's in the internet, uh, I'll link it below, but it looks weird, but hey, whatever. Brad Cruz wins, I guess. Yay! And the next match is the one I got to watch when I entered at the venue. It was Trabajador Cuatro. Well, fine. The former Trabajador, who's now named Cuatro, though his real name, as revealed by Trabajador Supremo, his real name is Joseph Vivian Cuatro. And yes, he called out Trabajador Supremo. And Supremo replied in kind, but he was just backstage. He did not appear. He was just in the curtain. Who told him that he has a surprise for Quattro. And that's Makata who snuck attack Quattro. Uh, the match was solid. I enjoyed the back and forth between Quattro and uh, Makata. Makata looking very good in this match. As much as Quattro did. And then Quattro delivered a very nice backstabber from the corner. And he got the win via his destino. Quattro got on the mics and said again. Is that all you got Supremo? And Supremo finally came out and he said that the light and the shadow, shadow, must clash at Revolution X. And he told everyone that the shadows granted him to not only walk but to fight again. As light can be, the shadow will grow with the light. He said that at Revo X, the light will shine brightest and so will the shadow. 
The shadow will be as big as they come, and at Revolution X approaches, his powers have been growing. Quattro tries to take down Supremo, but Supremo did not budge in his attack. He grabbed Quattro by the face and told him to be careful because he will face the ultimate might of the shadow in the form of Trabajador Supremo. For me, I am hyped to see the ending of this very, very long and thought-out storyline between the Trabajadors and Quattro. And Revolution X is going to be one of the biggest events for Quattro yet. And I can't wait to see that. Now let's go on to the main show where the PWR Tag Team Champions, John Sebastian and Crystal, enter ringside. John Sebastian said that since they didn't have a match, they can show the Revo Nation how to be a real couple, how a real relationship works, and give the guys some advice on having a tag team relationship. Now before he could make fun of the crowd even more, Alexander Belmonte III enters ringside and he said that these guys won't escape a rematch for the titles because they still have that. The network still has that on their contracts and they're cashing it in right now. So John Sebastian says, Teka, isa ka lang at dalawa kami. Fine, let's go. And AB3 says, wait, I got a partner. And that's where Idol sneaks in and attacks with Alexander Belmonte for the match to start. It was a very nice match with a very entertaining spot where John Sebastian was carrying Idol over his shoulder while Belmonte was carrying Crystal on his shoulder. And they see each other and they say, Hey, bitawan mo yan! <laughs> oh. However, when Idol was about to pin Crystal, Peter Versoza distracts him and Alexander Belmonte as he was on the apron. Idol left the ringside and was given a t-shirt by Versoza. AB3 was looking at them saying, Hey, the match is here. But while he was looking over there, he gets low-blowed by John Sebastian. Crystal connects with her soulmate. And then John Sebastian follows it up with a kill shot. And it's game over. The network loses to John Sebastian and Crystal once again. Now, I guess you can say they did get the rematch. However, thanks to Versoza, the network has lost their chance to regain the tag team titles. Now, we move on to another tag team match. This time, it's Marky and Kendrick of the Kaka Ebros with a very, very, very funny tarp about Operation Tule. Taking on Main Max and his mystery partner. Before the match starts and before... The announcement was made. Mr. C said what the Kaka Ebros did was like crab mentality. It just didn't cost Main Max the PHX title last time. They messed with Main Max family. And he found a partner who has been in PWR since day one. And it was the Apocalypse. So the former rivals were now teaming up to beat down the Kaka Ebros. And from the start, it looked like that as they were in control. Unfortunately, when the Apocalypse was about to do his usual dive, uh, Main Max made a miscue and was posing with him. And he blocked the path of Apocalypse because he thought, Oh, we're gonna pose? Okay, let's pose. Oh, crap, you were gonna dive? And yeah, the miscommunication started there. Uh, the Kaka Ebros took opportunity of that part and started to um, isolate Main Max at one point. Apocalypse 
eventually got in and cleared house. And finally, at the top rope, after he placed one Kakaibro over the other, he delivered his six feet under stomp on both Kakaibros and was ready to pin. But it was Main Max who grabbed one of the Kakaibros and got the tried to do the pinfall himself. And Apocalypse got pissed off and pulled him off the pinfall. And they started to argue. Main Max and the Apocalypse started to fight and it spilled to the outside. Now usually it would mean the first win of the Kakaibros by countout. But even the bros themselves were outside the ring. They were too out of it after the six feet under stomp down by the Apocalypse. So... I'm sorry, Marky. I'm sorry, Kendrick. But had you been there before the count of 10, this would have been your first official win in PWR. And some of us from the audience were like groaning. Ah, like, oh, man, you guys were just one second away from getting your first win. But nah, dude, <laughs> maybe next time, guys, maybe next time. That was a very, very entertaining tag team match with the Kaki bros. And yeah, I guess by Revo X, we might see Main Max versus the Apocalypse in some shape or form. And I am all for that. They always put out a good show, a good match between each other. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a future possible match between those two for May 20th. And speaking of another match coming for Revo X that may or may not happen, Rhetoric Mahaba had a segment where he was dressing down Chris Panzer, who was trying to meddle with him at Path of Gold. Had he not been distracted by the Panzer Man, he could have won the POG of 2018. Now Chris Panzer went into the ring and he heard what Rhetoric said. He said that Mahaba was a selfish man. And then he went on to tell us, the audience, of a story about himself that one day he was down in the dumps, he was at the bottom of his career until he saw the light. And the light was the revelation, the, the light was the audience. And he, it motivated him to go to the top of the ladder, win the Path of Gold of 2017, and win the big title back at last year's Revolution X. And this time, in Revolution X 2018, he wants to face Rhetoric Mahaba one-on-one. -on -one. Mahaba says, you want to do it at RevOX? If I decide to do it, we will. So right now, he's going to think about it. Because they still had a six-man tag team on the main event at this event. Now, let's go on to another match. And yes, this is another tag team match. Player, holla holla. Now, this next match features Martivo and Robin, the punk dolls, taking on... Zayden Trudeau and Bolt and whoever loses this match must have to disband as a tag team. Now this is some high stakes for the two teams because whoever wins may just be the next number one contender for the PWR tag team titles. Though if the losing team, well, if the team does lose, they won't even get a shot at a title. Because they're going to disband as a team and go solo again. Now, let's note that this venue was also the debut of Martivo a couple of years back when they were here at Shaw back in 2016. Yeah, I still remember how he debuted at Shawdown. 
always excited to see him and Robin as the punk dolls. Though, yeah, let's just say we will see one of these teams for the last time as a team. And these two teams showcase their potent offense. Um, my favorite spot was like that time where Robin was on the top rope top turnbuckle and she was stopped by Zayden with a enzugiri and then he delivered a suplex on robin on the apron it looked very dangerous and deadly and man that was a holy shit moment uh, another moment i remember was actually the starting few minutes of the match where Zayden and martivo had a great exchange of moves and then we go on to get the tag out from robin and bolt and they did the same and they did a very well done exchange of moves as well sadly this was the end of Zayden and bolt as a team when martivo grabbed bolt lifted him on his shoulders and used the legs of Bolt to knock down Zayden from the apron. With that done, Robin was tagged in and they did the double T move before Robin pinned Bolt for the 1-2-3. After the match, John Sebastian came out and said that Zayden and Bolt are officially divorced as a tag team. And then he went on to run down on the punk dolls, making fun of them about their what their sexuality their looks and whatever until it struck a nerve with martivo and he brought down john sebastian to the mat pound him on the mat before he delivered the grabby tay and laid him out in the ring before crystal assisted john sebastian out of the ringside area before all four competitors left the punk dolls were congratulated by zayden and bolt at the same time before the ring was left to Zayden and Bolt. Bolt was about to get hit by Zayden, but it was just Zayden teasing him and everyone that he was about to do a heel turn by clotheslining Bolt, but that never happened. So, as much as this chapter seemed sad for some of the fans, I am looking forward to see how Bolt and Zayden will do as singles competitors. Maybe this run with them as a tag team might have inspired them to improve as a performer. And they already are, well, they've been doing well for the past few shows. And yes, there will be a little spoiler about what's going to happen to Zayden in the next few segments. But before that, we go on to another segment with Peter Versosa, flat earther extraordinaire, who made a question and answer portion in the crowd. Someone asked that if it's a flat earth, will there be seasons? He very much answered that with a very scientific answer that I couldn't get because I was like very impressed that he had a legit answer. Uh, apparently, it's something about with the Capricorn and the Sagittarius, and that's how we get the seasons. And then he explained why we get dry and wet seasons here, because we're part of the equator. It doesn't have to be spherical, per se. So, yeah, he, he's dropping some knowledge that Flat Earth might be real. But the Rever Ranger had other plans, and they fought yet again. And this time, though, it was the Rever Ranger who lost because at the end of the, well, near the end of the match, he was about to defeat Versoza with a Revo kick. But Versoza pulled in the referee just in time for him to eat the Revo kick. Versoza low blowed the Rever Ranger, rolled him up, and 
oh my god, James Idol Martinez was in a referee outfit and delivered the count for Peter Versosa to get the win. It was weird to see him and Versosa really team up now because PV was also wearing green. And they were doing this new um, new kind of pose or chant, which was fl- was for the flat earth or something. Apparently, during the break, I saw that the Flat Earth Society has a t-shirt on sale at the merch booth. So um, congrats to anyone who got that t-shirt during the show. I may buy that t-shirt next. Who knows? It has a very nice design. Not that I espouse being a flat earther, but you know what I mean? It, it has a nice design to it. And it's also 350 by the way, guys, just for your information. Now let's go on to the next match. And by far, I would like to say this was a very enjoyable triple threat match between Sandata, Dax Xaviera, and the Senorito Jake De Leon. Now, I was amused that JDL chased Potch away after his introduction because he still remembered that Potch, how dare you Potch, by the way, that Potch said that his favorite wrestler was not the Senorito, but Ken Warren. Now, I'm a Ken Warren guy too, but come on, Potch, are you that biased? Nah, just kidding, Potch. And the start was like Dax Xaviera sling-bladed Sandata from the get-go. Boo. Before JDL attacked the guy who was part of the Balletta Club. Alright. So, my favorite spots here was, well, the Hurricane Rana on JDL from the corner and onto Dax by Sandata. So, imagine Sandata delivered that Hurricane Rana on the corner and JDL landed on top of Dax Xaviera. That's how it was. And the dual a leap and drop by Jake DeLeon. So imagine he stacked Sandata and Dax Xavier at the same time on his shoulders and delivered the Alip and drop. Man, man, man. And he almost had that win that time. He grabbed Wallis Pempenko and he was about to attack Dax and Sandata with it, but he got conflicted. Will he use Wallis or no? Eventually he did not. And that sucked because he ate a very disastrous hit by Dax and Sandata at the same time. The end saw a kidlat on Dax, but Senorito Jake De Leon caught Sandata with a Senorito kick. With Dax down inside the ring, it was Jake De Leon who finally revealed the Inasal lock number two, which was a figure four leg lock, and it hurt so much on Dax Javiera that Dax tapped out for Jake De Leon to win. After the match, Jake DeLeon said he was not here for pot shots or calling out other federations or subtweets or whatnot. He was here for wrestling. We were here for wrestling. And the reason why we are here is because he's here because he is Mr. Philippine Wrestling. But he realized that he did not have a match at Revolution X next month. So he asked anyone at the back who dares to face the Senorito and go to his level. Lo and behold, Zayden Trudeau was the one who stepped out and accepted the challenge of the Senorito. So next month at the I Academy, it's gonna be Zayden Trudeau, the Philippine Canadian sensation, taking on Mr. Philippine Wrestling Jake DeLeon. And for me, I think it's one of the matches I am gonna anticipate coming off from PWR Live Traffic. 
Remember last year, Revolution X JDL had a very, very great match against Billy Swade at Revolution X 2017. A year before that, he had a very great three-way match between Ralph Imabayashi and Classical Brian Leo. And it happened at the I Academy, and that's where he got his second title belt reign. Now, if we go on with the record, technically Jake DeLeon has a two-match winning streak at Revolution X. Will Zayden Trudeau come out and break that streak? Now, let's go back to tag team action with the YOLO Twins taking on Trian De La Torre and Evan Carlo. Now, the YOLO Twins with an impressive step-up Enzugiri on the corner against Evan Carlo. But Evan Carlo fought back with an inverted DDT and a uh, kind of like a stroke-like move on both YOLO Twins to take them both down. Now, it was the YOLO Twins, however, that got the upper hand in the end. But let's get back to that. Because during the middle of the match, they were brawling outside and lo and behold, they shoved Trian De La Torre into the audience member. And these audience members were Frankie 13, who was actually injured from the last events of MWF, and Robin Sane. Now, there was a little bit of drama there because, my God, uh, our friend Frankie was still injured. So there, he was being attended to by the uh, PWR officials and staff. Well, the action was still underway inside the ring. Now, inside the ring, it was the YOLO twins in control most of the time. But eventually, it was TDT and ECX who got the darkest nyar in one of the YOLO twins for the supposed victory. But before the YOLO twin tapped out, it was the very pissed off Frankie 13 who went on the apron and distracted Evan Carlo and Trian De La Torre to the to give the YOLO twins some breathing room and for the YOLO twins to deliver the two-night stand on Evan Carlo for the win. But nope, they're not gonna get the win via pinfall. Evan Carlo tapped out after he got captured by a leg lock on from one of the YOLO twins. Now after the match three and Delator and Evan Carlo challenged the YOLO twins and the injured Frankie 13 to a match at Revolution X. But the problem was Frankie 13 from MWF was injured. And uh, let's just say it was a good place at a good time. Or maybe in Robin Sane's case, bad place at a bad time. Because Frankie said, you know, I can't fight, but my friend can. And he's right here in this ring. His name is Robin Sane. So after a few seconds, Robin Sane did accept the proposal that it was going to be Robin Sane plus Johan and Logan Olioris taking on Trian De La Torre and Evan Carlo and the mystery partner. Now, hopefully it's either Camus or Tutan, but the YOLO twins dissed Camus and Tutan saying, your NPCs are not even that good enough to be in the main roster yet. So whoever your third partner is, you guys still are going to lose because we got Robin Sane and we got the YOLO twins. Now, for me, there's a lot of things I want to talk about here just for this match, just for the announcement of the six-man tag team match at Revo X. First and foremost, Robin Sane is coming back inside a PWR ring since, what, September of 2014? 
the last time he wrestled inside a PWR event was the very first PWR event inside Makati Cinema Square Arena. And now he's going to step into a PWR ring inside one of the iconic venues during the early days or during the second era of PWR, which is the I Academy. And then we got the YOLO Twins who made their tag team debut, well, not in-ring tag team debut, but made their debut as a team during the first showdown. And now they're here to get their win inside Show 500, and that's very nice to see. Now, the last bit of uh, thing I'd like to talk about here is the possible third partner of TDT and ECX. So it's not gonna be Camus or Tutan, sadly. I'd mark out if it was, but I don't think so. Now, maybe, just maybe, it's gonna be another MWF guy. If not, hmm, maybe a certain golden guy or golden boy might come back and be the third partner, just to even things out, you know. Now, let's just... But you know what? I am so thankful that we'll see a Robin Sane match inside a PWR ring pretty soon and it's as soon as Revo X but after Revo X which will happen at May 20th he will still compete at the next event for MWF the week after which is May 27 so it's like a back-to-back Robin Sane match for you guys in the local wrestling scene and I'm excited to see that and I'm thankful for that but right now let's thank the next match Salamat Vintendo because it will be Vintendo taking on Vlad Sinsek in an all-out war match. Now, this is a very interesting all-out war match that only featured a couple of items. First being the kendo stick, and second being Vlad Sinsek, because Vlad was a weapon all to his own. He was so impervious to the pain of the kendo stick that he allowed Vintendo to smack him with the kendo stick repeatedly. But to no avail, he did not flinch and he kicked Vintendo's ass at the very first few minutes of the match. He delivered a uh, very scary dive on the outside that laid him out and Vintendo. Now, Vintendo does send Vlad down at one point and grabs the AOW belt. But before he tried to clock the belt over the head of Vlad Sinsek. Vlad ducked and clotheslined a fudge, fudge, I said fudge, fudge out of Nintendo. Now, something was about to happen. Maybe Vlad was going to win. However, I heard Peter Versos and Idol snuck into the ringside and attacked Vlad Sinsek. Now, AB3 and Revel Ranger went to ringside to even up the score to attack Idol and Peter Versosa. And at this point, I guess it's goodbye network when Belmonte and Idol fought inside the ring while Versaza was also there. Now, Vintendo, like the smart man that he is, grabbed the belt and snuck out. But before he could fully leave ringside, it was John Sebastian who told him, "Ah, ah, no, no more sneaking out for you. Because on the next event, we will finally get who will be holding that belt you're trying to steal again? Because at Revo X, it will be Vlad Sinsek taking on Vintendo and Alexander Belmonte III and James Idol Martinez and Peter Versosa and the Revo Ranger in the very first six-man all-out war match. 
And yes, it's going to be a hard time catching up on the action because it's going to be six guys in a all-out war match setting. It's going to be hyped, man. And uh, thank you, Nintendo. Again, salamat, Nintendo. Now, before we get to the main event, I'd like to share my thoughts on this. Um, very excited to see AB3, Idol, and Peter Versosa put in the mix for the all-out war match. Also excited to see Revo Ranger too, but, you know, the net former network buddies, I guess they're now done. Or maybe it's going to be Belmonte who will be kicked out of the network because I've been seeing Peter Versosa wearing green during this event. I'm very confused, actually. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen to this storyline between the Flat Earth Society and the network imploding again. Now, fine. Let us go to the next match, the main event. Now, we had a six-man brawl during the ending of the All Out War match, right? But now let us have another one with a six-man tag match because it started off with a huge-ass brawl, man. With all six competitors inside the ring brawling. And then let's just say that the faces, the good guy team, took it to the bad guy team. And the three good guys went inside the ring and delivered a dive, a splash on all three of the bad guys outside. The match started with Miguel Rosales and Mike Madrigal. Miguel Rosales was isolated by the three bad guys from the start, but a sling blade from Rosales on Ralph Imabayashi gave him the opportunity to tag out to Chris Panzer, who was on fire, but yet again he was cornered. At, at the post of the bad guys and he was triple teamed he was also isolated just like Miguel Rosales was in a few minutes earlier in this match there was a very loud and vocal Kupal chant aimed at the PHX champion Mike Madrigal and he was his own Kupal self that time so he went on full Kupal the whole match and it was entertaining for everyone in the crowd the match ended when Chris Panzer pinned Rhetoric Mahaba after he delivered the eagle splash but a few seconds before that Ken Warren and Mike Madrigal was brawling to the back so it became instead of a six-man tag it became a regular tag match with Rosales, Panzer taking on Mahaba and uh, Ralph Imabayashi in the final minutes so Panzer delivered the Panzer strike because Roderick Mahaba stopped the spear of Rosales and while Mahaba was down, they delivered, yeah, uh, Panzer delivered the Eagle Splash for the pinfall win. And it gave the good guys the match for the main event. Now, after the match, it was clear that Miguel Rosales and Ralph Imabayashi had to settle the score after Ralph said, you know, you won two against me, I won two against you. Let's make a rubber match. And he actually gave Rosales a contract for him to sign. He entered and Rosales said, you know what, I owe you this. Spears, Ralph Imabayashi, lays him out, puts the contract on top of Ralph before he signed it. And after he signed it, Ralph retreated. They went on stage and John Sebastian came out and said, wow, that was so easy for me to do. And that uh, John Sebastian said to <laughs> Rosales, you know, it's funny because you did not read what's stipulated in this contract. 
yeah, it's still gonna be you and Ralph for the title at Revolution X. However, if you lose, your career here in PWR is over. So it's title versus career match with Rosales and Ralph Imobayashi at Revo X. And the stakes couldn't be higher for Rosales. If he wins, he becomes the new PWR Campeon ng Pilipinas. If he loses, it's goodbye, ruthless one, in PWR. So yeah, you got that right, guys. It's announced that for Revolution X, which will be at May 20th at the I Academy in Makati, the main event for the PWR Championship is Ralph Imabayashi taking on Ruthless Miguel Rosales. And if Rosales loses, goodbye Miguel Rosales. For the PHX Champion, it's the PH... For the PHX title, it will be the social media sinister Ken Warren, the 2018 Path of Gold winner, taking on the PHX champion Mike Madrigal. And in other news, as stated earlier, it's Jake DeLeon taking on Zayden Trudeau in a one-on-one match. We also have for the all-out war title, a six-man all-out war match. It is Vlad Sinsek, Vintendo. James Idol Martinez, Alexander Belmonte III, Peter Versaza, and the Revo Ranger. And possibly a match between Chris Panzer, Rhetoric Mahaba. And we will also get to see the man who was formerly Trabajador Cuatro, now called Cuatro, taking on Trabajador Supremo in the match of Light versus the Shadow. Shadow. All that and more this coming May 20th, I Academy. Makati City, that's PWR Revolution X 2018. And if that's not enough for you next month, again, we got a wrestling show down in UP Diliman. It will be MWF Manila Wrestling Federation 2. Maki Wrestling, wag matakot. And my overall thoughts for PWR Live Traffic is that, ah, it's been a while to see wrestling inside Mandaluyong. Because last time was Unilab. But I guess we won't see that in the next future. And yeah, I'm glad it's near my house. So I got to go home a bit earlier. And the matches were good. I like how they're stacking up the matches. Oh, I forgot the six-man tag team match. Didn't I? Yolo Twins and Robin Sane taking on TDT, ECX, and a mystery partner. Okay, that's done with now yeah like i said i enjoyed this i enjoyed the show um the turnout wasn't as full as i expected but hell we were still very engrossed into the wrestling action the wrestling was there and this is a nice lead up show for revo x and they made the card perfectly so i can't wait to see how the rest of the revolution x card pans out And yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Thank you and congratulations PWR for a very nice show here at Shaw 500. Um, Personally speaking, uh, it was enjoyable to watch it as a regular audience guy. It's been a while. Um, Yeah, so I miss this feeling. I seriously do, but next month back to work and i can't wait man i can't wait for revo x i can't wait for mwf2 wagmatakot at up 
It's going to be an action-packed May. And I'll be excited if you help this show unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel14. You can also find us at the Twitter. That's at CH14, all letters, no numbers. Check out our other shows like Third World Gaming, um, Third World Linux when Zhao and Ag come back, and uh, Bodega Nights. And don't forget that Channel 14 also has the f- world-famous Radio Norm. Six seasons in the spoken word tour, please. And that's it. See you guys. Peace.